if I was dating, let's say, a girl called Sarah, and she turns up and she asks me, what time are you getting back? Poi! Automatically, I'll be like, is this girl dumb? <laughs> <laughs> However, when it goes into intention, so when I personally found that I found the one, I started practicing good habits. Good habits. Good habits. This, this is Talking to My Thoughts. Welcome to Talking to My Thoughts, the podcast where we have open, honest, and raw conversations about the things that are playing on our minds. My name is Craig, aka Mr. Positive, a cheesy motivator with a solution background, big dreams, and a passion for helping others find and maintain their peace. <coughs> yeah, and I'm Simon, aka SJ. You can tell my voice is a little bit off today. I apologise in advance. I'm just uh, getting over the flu. It's not COVID. Don't watch that. It's not COVID. <laughs> getting over, getting over a little bit of the cold. But yeah, I'm a father of two, um, and an all-round creative entrepreneur. And we are also joined by two guests. Um, firstly, LJ. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, I go by the name of LJ. Uh, some people know me as DJ Culprit Assassin or just Culprit. Um, I've done a couple of things in the scene in terms of music, so I've worked with artists and I've had a band section. Um, also work in a creative environment, I'm one of the people that deals with youth development, so it's creative, prayers and advice. Um, have a son as well and I'm a solution, so yeah, what, what? another solution to the team. <laughs> Me, my name's Daniel, aka Daniel Adrian Mathurin, aka Adrian Math. Um, yeah, literally, like, I'm known as a, probably a producer, a musician, songwriter, performer as well. I love music, it's my passion. I'm also a father, I'm a father of two, two beautiful daughters. Um, yeah, man, like, that's me basically in one. Oh, we've got a lot of creatives Let's in the go. building, so welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, in this podcast, we bring a unique perspective on our inner thoughts by literally pre-recording the things on our mind before talking about them with the group. We do this because we believe before you can be open with others, you first have to be open with yourself. So please do stay up, updated by following our socials on Talking to My Thoughts. And if you enjoy this episode, you know what to do already. So today's topic is, I, am I creating a toxic relationship? So the first thing that we, that we like to kick off with is what are the first thoughts that come to your head when I say that, that topic? Am I creating a toxic relationship? The first thing that comes to my mind is um, negativity, like just a whole bunch of negative thoughts, feelings, emotions, bickering, shouting, arguments, anger. It's just a big, big whole negative like emotion, really. Like the whole thing is just negative, really. And... Unfortunately, a lot of people go through these relationships in this day and age, and sometimes they don't realise that they're involved, I would say. Mm, that's you know a big I mean? one. Um, two things, you know. Um, yeah, like you said, I definitely agree with like all the negative stuff. Um, for me, it was more or less like when you think you found the one, but you've, you're just skipping barriers, like you're not going through the motions, you're not taking time to really process things. So it, you're just missing red flags and, you know, that at the later stages end up developing into being like toxic relationships. And then 
the next thing would be sex. Like a lot of people don't even really talk about it. It's like funny enough, I heard I heard someone speak on the bus and she was saying how she's not getting him anything, but she's gonna give him sex for his birthday. And I was just like, um, <laughs> <laughs> and this is, I think they were in a relationship for maybe like four months. This is a young couple, by the way. This is like 18, 19. And just listening to how she was talking about a relationship, I was just like, you know, this sounds hella toxic. Like they've already had a couple of arguments and she's not really going through the motions. So I think those two things really, for me, was like highlighted when I was thinking about toxic relationships for me um bad vibes and it kind of goes against what i believe in as to what my life is supposed to be about really so i think of it quite deep when i think about toxic relationships and instantly if i believe i'm in a toxic relationship or creating one then i'm instantly like this needs to end or i need to go basically um because i don't believe that i'm supposed to spend my time my days my months or years doing or being a part of something toxic so Mm. yeah so mad, I think um, toxic's a very powerful word, man. You gotta be, you gotta be sure that you're in a toxic relationship because that that using that word for me is is very, it's very destructive. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes, like it's it's very common for you to be in a relationship where you have arguments, but kind of throwing out the statement of you're in a toxic relationship. You gotta first of all understand what the definition of that is. So. <clears throat> How I, how I kind of relate or understand what a toxic relationship is is something which is abusive, to be fair. Emotionally mm. abusive. It can even be physically abusive. That's how draining. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, something which is, is severely draining. Like, as I said, you will never know, you'll never see someone who's in a relationship that doesn't have an argument. It, it just happens. It's the way people are. It's normal, um, yeah. But yeah, I think you, you just need to, I think people just need to understand what they are actually in and define it clearly rather than just saying oh we had an argument last week i must be in a toxic relationship like (laughs) so you know what i'm saying so i think hopefully with this discussion we can kind of get different views and open up that understanding a little bit more so then hopefully at least when our listeners hear this they've got a little bit more of an awareness and an acknowledgement of actually what kind of relationship they're in as well so yeah man we'll see how it goes all right man we won't waste no time you already know we love to play recordings from our actual thoughts and I've actually got a recording to start off with. I'm probably going to have a different perspective to a lot of people. So please do listen closely. And the reason why we do this is because the way we speak to ourselves is very different to how we speak to others. So we find it very key to spend time speaking to ourselves and then play out to podcasts and listen to it. So take a close listen and let's see how we feel. Am I creating a toxic relationship? That's such a peak, that's such a peak question. <laughs> um, in my current relationship, no. But I have created or contributed to creating a toxic relationship in my past, I would say. Um, I guess two words come to mind is intentions and ego. So when you have, or when I have had a lack of intentions, um, like long-term intentions, then you're easily wavered and you can just kind of get on with your own life and not really 
maybe to be too bothered about your partner sometimes. Um, when I say intention, it's like knowing that you want to be with this person for the rest of your life or um, knowing you want to have be married and have kids. Like it's usually like, hey, what to, hey, we like each other, um, we get on, uh, we like spending time with each other, let's make it a relationship rather than it being, hey, I really want to spend the rest of my life with you. Um, that would be more of an intentional decision. Um, ego is where, what's the best way to explain ego? Ego is not necessarily to do with aggression um, or to do with anger, but ego is simply the case of you believing that you know it all or that your opinion is like a fact. When you're treating your opinion as a fact um, and it doesn't have like any solid, just anything solid behind it, that is basically your ego. Um, yes, we have a lot of knowledge about things as we grow older, etc. But the simple thing I had to tell myself is, Craig, you don't know everything. Um, and when I was younger, I guess you kind of acted like you knew everything. Um, or you knew what was the best way, whichever one it is. Um, so yeah, definitely ego got in the way. And that created arguments and then your ego and your... Um, your ego could just get in the way of just doing the right thing or saying the right thing or apologizing or whatever it is. Yeah. So I definitely say that those are the two key words for me as to how I've contributed to a toxic relationship. Now, my main aim is to control my ego, which doesn't just change my like uh, romantic relationships, but also my friendships and my relationships with my family as well and even associates um, and then intention is strong because then it means that now I make sure that every one of my actions and my time is used towards something that has to contribute to long-term intention I'm not just doing it because it's there I'm doing it with proper intention so yeah that's that's definitely my partner but I'm, I'm getting better I guess we're human so we always have to learn Okay, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, I see what you're saying about the take that you had on that um, topic because it seems like you've you you focus more on obviously ego and what your intention is in terms of a relationship. Do you think that those things correlate to being in a toxic relationship? Then, so if you don't have an intention or you've got too much ego, that's what you think is a result of creating a toxic relationship. Yeah, so for me, um, <clears throat> let's break down one or the other. Let's do ego. Ego gets you in a lot of arguments. Like you start arguments because you're, you're backing something that you really believe in and you think this is the only way it can be. Um, especially when it's like a logical person versus an emotional person. So I'm very logical. So I'm like, this is just black and white kind of thing. And then they're emotional and they don't know how to explain themselves. And I'm a great speaker, but they're not a great speaker. So I'm probably going to win a lot of arguments against them. Um, and they're just going to cry about it. And then I... <laughs> <laughs> and, ah. and back in the day that's how you speak up the things that's, that's basically how it was a lot of like relationships or stuff that goes on they'll cry about it and it looks like they don't have they're not good they're not good at arguments so then i win and then it's like then i think i'm right because i won um that's not actually contribute that doesn't work like people are not just one way people are both logical and emotional we actually logic is driven still from emotion in the same place it's just a different place 
and we just don't show it the same way. So I really thought that when arguments happened or discussions or happened or disagreements, just because they couldn't explain the way they're feeling and I could, then that made me seem like I was right and I wasn't. So I really contribute to that and it kind of shaped them as well because you forget if you're a dominant character, it starts to shape that person and then they start to kind of doubt themselves. They doubt their, their feelings, etc. Intention. Intention is a very interesting one because you will go as far as your intentions are. So let's say you only said that you were going to get with them because it's just cool to like to, it's cool for you to hang out with them. You like each other and um, sex is good, for example. When it's not cool for you to hang with them anymore and when it's not great for you to, the sex is okay, it's not, but it's not enough to unbalance it. And when they're not really the person that you want to be around anymore, now you're in it now. If your intention only went as far as there, hot water. <laughs> it's, that's it, exactly. It's hot, it's hot water. It's a problem now because now mm. when things go wrong, you're probably going to bail out. You're like, well, okay, it's not what I wanted before. However, you don't know for yourself, a life partner is a very different intention, a very different ballgame. Because as naturally as you said, Simon, we're supposed to go for arguments because you're passionate with each other. And arguments and passion isn't just a good feeling. Actually, it's a harsh feeling, a bad feeling as well. There's both sides to it. So for me, with my previous partners, my intention lacked. As I said, it was, just, it was always just cool for us to get in a relationship because that's what people naturally do when you like each other. But a real intention, but when, when things get really hot and then my life starts to feel like it's more being taken away from rather than being contributed to, I'm like, well, I don't have to be here. Like, I can make myself happy. Um, I can do my own things. Uh, but then when you have an intention for a long term, those things, you won't waver so easily. It's like being easily wavered kind of thing. It's like going, like, putting your hand up and then it gets really tired and like, yeah, I don't want to do that anymore. But if you're holding on to something at the top that's really strong, you won't let go in that sense. So that's for me, the intention is how far your effort is going to go as well. That's, that's, that's my, my take on it. Um, I think what you said, intention, I see a lot of young brothers just getting into um, relationships and, you know, culturally they don't match up. Um, they're just there for the short term aspect of it. And then, you know, there's a lot of damaged women because of brothers just, just only thinking about the now rather than the later. And you see, when it starts getting to the point where a lot of the now situations fade out and you're looking further out, it gets to a point where, you know, you're hearing these mad stories about how guys are reacting or how they're not turning up or they're just mentally just not there and just being hella disrespectful and just being out of character. I know some, some of my brothers, um, when I look back, I was like, wow, did you really do that? And it's just because their, t their intentions just wasn't there. So I think that's a big one because um, the ego them too boy when the intention's not there and then you start flaring up your chest and your nostrils it, it gets a bit mad <laughs> so yeah but as well as that i feel like there's also other things that could play a part within within the relationship to make it a toxic relationship also maybe something's happened within the relationship for example someone's been unfaithful and you know what they've decided you know what i really want to do this i really want to try this and give this a go kind of thing but then um, resentment could kick in because the anger's there from the cheating partner or whatever and then once that resentment kicks in the arguments kick in once the arguments kick in then the whole thing just becomes a toxic situation so I could I also yeah it's definitely ego I reckon that is ego as well because 
a guy could think, you know what, yeah, I'm I'm the big boss, I'm I'm this, I'm that, I can get any girl I want, kind of thing. And and at the end of the day, and if you're in a relationship with someone and you're thinking in that state of mind, then that's just only setting it up for disaster. It's not just um cheating or just the egos, it's something that if we don't know what real love is, we can be practicing bad love, thinking that it is love and then that's where mm, that's yeah. That's actually yeah. That's actually an interesting part. The you not knowing what your the right love is or what the right way it is to love somebody. That's yeah. That's interesting. What is the definition of a toxic relationship? Then is it a case of someone that is being off that that is unfaithful? Like how, where's the le- where's the line? Where's the line where where it goes from <laughs> just being a relationship where there's arguments and whatever to being now it's a toxic relationship. Where's that line? Is it you have to be unfaithful? Is it that you have to physically hurt someone? Like, that's I, I personally think with that situation, if like fair enough, people have arguments, people don't they don't get on, they disagree or whatever. But I feel like for it to be a toxic relationship, there has to be some sort of conversation to happen about the situation. But and then once this, the conversation has happened. There's, there's literally been no result of the conversation. Do you get what I mean? That's a, that's an interesting one. Um, I, I, that, uh, yeah. The, what is the threshold of being toxic, or what makes it a toxic relationship? I think, to me, a toxic relationship becomes when the, to the partners are intentionally trying to get at each other. So when they've gone past trying to tolerate each other anymore, and now they're just like intentionally like, I'm about to mess you over. Or when you know your intention was for you to like, if you're gonna relationship, it's supposed to be your loyal, your this, your that. When you're going against your own word on purpose, because there's different types. There's one where you're kind of ignorant to it, like as Mm. as Eldrin mentioned, like you you don't know how to really love somebody. But then there's a point where you said that you're gonna be loyal, and you're and you're like intentionally you're going to like just mess you over mm-hmm. and I don't care that's when it gets toxic because now you're putting the person actually going out their way to to bring to the person down home, in some basically. way yeah. or just to do what they want that's it's interesting you know you know why I say that's interesting because I think there's a flip side to that I think there's a there's a there's you can be in a toxic relationship where someone doesn't have the intention but they've grown the habit so Ooh. they've actually grown a habit from potentially a previous relationship where their habit is to be quite dominant and then they get into another relationship (laughs) they get into another relationship and they treat it the same way and they're like okay well i'm the dominant person in this relationship so you must do what i tell you to do sort of thing so it's not like an intention to say i'm going to go out and hurt you but they have they have their own understanding of what position they have in the relationship and the other person maybe doesn't want to submit to that or they submit to it because they have to i think that's also a toxic relationship because now you're you're putting someone in a position that they don't necessarily feel comfortable in and i don't think that's right so i think there's a flip side to that as well okay for me i get what you're saying i get that i think the word severe has to be key so when you start having severe depression severe anxiety um you move completely left from your character. You start moving away from your family, friends, people that's your proper day one. When you start going on that kind of road, that's when I start thinking this is a toxic relationship because really and truly your partner is meant to be better than you. And if you're not, if you're just looking over that course 
of however you're in that relationship and you just start seeing all the negatives and the negatives are outgrowing the positives, then my friend, start looking and start asking yourself real questions because um, when you are in that type of situation and you're proper depressed, um, you have no one to talk to and the arguments are not even just like shouting, it's proper rage, you're going red, you need to sit down because you can't even breathe no more because... You're that mad. You need to walk like huh. 10 miles to mm. calm yourself down. You want to start questioning yourself. What is this all about? That's, that's mental abuse, bro. I think that's that's mental yeah. abuse. But basically, you're basically, that's the... Because obviously, we talked about the, the, I guess, the aggressor. So it was always the aggressor first, but there's the victim side. So the aggressor side would be like when you're basically intentionally going out your way to do something to uh, harm a person or in, emotionally or physically. But then the uh, the victim side would be, would be like when you're losing yourself, that is when you can class it as being toxic. Um, and then again, there's this threshold of how much of yourself will you sacrifice before you realize that this is too much. And by the time that you realize it, will it be too late as well? Which is where there's no perfect threshold for everybody. Some people really do flip side their life and it's a good thing. And some people flip side their life and they realize this 10 years down the line that they were never the same after they got with this person. Uh, yeah, that's a bit. <laughs> that's a mad one. That's deep, though. That is um, very deep. All right, let's not go. We want to go too far into all of the discussions. Let's um, pick up your voice recording, oh, and we'll pick up, kick off from there. Now I had to think really far back to when last I was in a toxic relationship, and when I really got into it, I was just like raw. If I had asked myself in the time I was in a relationship, was I in a toxic relationship, I would have said no. But um, now, like years later, um, I've realised it really was due to the fact that, you know, it really got heavy, like it wasn't enjoyable. Um, every day we're arguing, there's a lot of things that I did out of character said things out of character and that's like a big red flag when you know this is not you through and through and you're letting things slide you're not really um placing your boundaries properly um your priorities just change uh, it gets a little bit peak out here and for me <laughs> one of the things that i realized as a young man or uh, a young teen um sex has a lot to do with it for me and I'm, I think a lot of guys can probably relate. Like, can I say I got pussy whipped? Mm, I'm not too sure. Um, but I just knew that after a while, I didn't even want to be in this relationship. But I'm sticking through because, God damn, it was, hey, it was turned, it was lit. <laughs> and um, because it was lit, I just felt like this needed to be the final picture when really and truly when I stopped thinking about that aspect and I was really more trying to mold this person into my picture when I knew the rest of it didn't it didn't fit into the my end goal and that's when you know my toxic ways will kick in um trying to change that person being like hey you need to do this you need to do that and overall because you're thinking you're trying to make someone better, what tends to happen is that you start saying a lot of negative stuff. 
you're not good at this you're not good at that you need to change this to be better and you know it can be really tough for the other person so that's when I started thinking right you need to let go of the ever bless <laughs> and you know you know find what's good for you do you know what I mean make sure that you're not being that toxic person or creating that toxic environment you know because um, sometimes we will know that we're not good for that person but still be there just because we don't want the next person to have that person and that by itself is hella toxic you see me so yeah 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 it's interesting because as you was <coughs> sorry as you was um kind of talking about the relationship there seemed to be a difference of where the responsibility lied or who who was responsible for the toxicity toxicity is that the, is that a word mm. okay, so we'll whether it. it was about yeah we'll keep it in anyway uh keep uh whether it was from you mm. and how you was trying to mold the person into being who you wanted them to be so therefore you're giving off that kind of toxic vibe because everything you're saying is negative because they're not meeting what your expectations are right and then there was a level of obviously resistance against that so is that is that toxicity being reflected back to you because you feel that they're not giving you what you want so they're going to take it as a negative thing and they're going to be negative to you so then they're being toxic to you as well I never really thought about that because I mean, when we're when we're talking about this topic, it's almost like there's an ownership on one person. Like I'm in a toxic relationship, I'm the one that's toxic, or I'm in a toxic relationship, they're the one that's toxic. And I don't know if we've really thought about it as maybe we're both toxic. Mm, yeah, maybe I it's think, both I of think, us. I think it's an element of both as well. I can't say one person can be toxic by themselves. So it's like have one person having an argument by themselves, kind of thing. Yeah. It doesn't. It's not going to run if you're on your own arguing in front of a mirror. It's not, how long are you going to stand there arguing for? To be fair, when we're thinking about toxic relationships, sometimes that ownership is often on the guys. Like we don't really, obviously, as a guy, you may think otherwise. But a lot of the time, the stigma is on the guy. The guy is the one, that's the toxic one. <laughs> Gun fingers. Go on, LJ. In the air. <laughs> no, I'll continue because do you know what? A lot of um, a lot of women say, "Oh, this guy's uh, very immature." He was just hella toxic and that's the statement right there. But you know that person that person has big characters, like ca characteristics. And you know that this person doesn't really practice all the good moral ways and handle things in the correct way. But it's just, yeah, all men are trash, all guys are immature, da 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 da. And that's the that's the conversation. And for me. When I look at social media in particular, I'm just like, they, there are good men out here. Can we praise them a little? Can we? Because like this whole toxic thing never seems to stem from the, the woman or when it is, it's a little bit of a surprise. Everyone's just got their eye open like, rah. Okay. I feel like the balance ain't always there. And like, it's just always men, 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 men are trash. Men are, you know, hella toxic. This, that, yeah, and definitely. Yeah, I feel, you know what I feel, yeah? I feel like social media has a big, big part to play in that kind of thing as well because I ain't going to lie, girls do, like, even guys, some guys might even see it as well. I don't, don't want to generalise people like that, but you see a relationship on social media, like, to be fair, no one's posting their 
their dark moments, their bad moments in the relationship, their toxic times in the relationship. Talking about social media, right? Yeah. I find that guys don't talk about their emotions when it comes to like what they're going through. So let's just say the female is very toxic. They're just quiet. You'll see your brother. They look soft, you won't even know it. Do you, do you know what I mean? But then on the flip side, a female could be in toxic relationships and she can just go on a rant. Like she can post bear quotes and you know there's fire in that. that yeah, being direct. It's coming left, right and centre. But um, that's, that's a little bit of a funny one. I don't know why we do that. You know why, what that's called? <coughs> What's that? Toxic masculinity, bruv. Really? Toxic masculinity. You have to be a hard man all the time. If you, yeah. if you start showing your emotions, you look soft, bro. People start flinging that on you to be like, why are you crying for? Why are you, why are you complaining? You're a big man. Like, you, have you seen that video of Tyrese when he was crying about, was it his daughter or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. Remember that oh, video? Yeah. Bruv, he oh, got stick for that, you know? Yeah, he got a lot of the women were on him like, yeah, yeah, I'm so glad a man showed. All the men were like, what's he doing, bruv? What's wrong with him? I think yeah, he had a big blow out of a couple of people, bro. Bro. So you see what I'm saying? But it's like, why can't, why can't you show that? Why can't you be show that side because everyone has that side no one's hard all the time everybody has that side so why is it such a problem to show it society is the one that crafted us into that kind of person and stuff like that which is where which is why i guess plug in talking to my thoughts because that's what we're changing in this <laughs> so us to be able to talk about these things actually i want to go back to your com your your voice recording because the piece that we probably missed out is the the word expectation that's what destroys everybody's relationship. Trendy Expectation trendy. will draw, destroy your life, if anything. Um, again, for the people that go through depression, anxiety, um, there's a saying I always say is that we suffer more in our imagination than we do in our reality because we live by expectations. The expectation that this is supposed to be this way. I'm supposed to be this person. I'm supposed to be this place in my life. I'm supposed to or, have that. Or your that, partner's supposed to be like this. Or your partner's exactly supposed to do this for you. So or your you partner's... Said, he said the same thing. He said he tried to shape his partner to be something that he thought was the right thing. And I did the same thing. That's how the ego got involved. Because as I said, when you start taking your opinion as a fact, then you're starting to mess up and that's your ego in play. But when you start to say that this person, maybe they shouldn't be crying all the time. Maybe they shouldn't be so fussed about this or they shouldn't be spending so much time with the girls or doing like certain things. This is where your ego is at play. Because how do you know that their girls wasn't the one that saved them um, from really tough times how do you know that they weren't the ones that gave them good advice how do we know that um, their crying isn't the difference between them being dead or not dead since there's a higher suicide rate with men versus women these are all things that men don't think about and especially women don't think about as well on the other side let's take the women's side of it where men maybe obviously there's the typical society ones where they say that women are always looking for money and a man should probably be earning more than her and he shouldn't be a bum and all these kind of things if a woman is maybe just in retail versus a man is maybe working in the bank, it's a completely different case. But if a man is working in retail, but a woman's working in the bank, would you think that's a relationship that's going to happen? Potentially not. So these are a lot of things where people are living by expectation and the expectation is really what destroys your relationship. When in reality, like for me, how I was able to switch around my relationships, the first relationship I had expectation, my third relationship, I, had, I went through halfway of it, having expectation. Then the next half, I realized, you know what? Frig, you don't know everything. So just let it go. Like, let them be who they want to be and they will go to that. If they become somebody that you align with, you will stay with them. And then my last my relationship, I just tried to be, make sure that they're as free as possible. And if you can have two free people that are able to be who they want to be and you want to spend time together as well, 
now you have a relationship which without this level of expectation and without this level of ego at play so when they do something different all you need to know all you need to know is that you're able to grow with this person and they're able to grow with you because we're always changing every single day today we believe one thing next year we believe something else but if they're the person that will stick with you and they're not going to hold you to this expectation or this image they have in their head once you love each other that's how i've that's how i've personally been able to go for my relationships take away the ego release their expectations as well but people are like, oh so you don't have no expectations don't you don't have no cap no you're supposed to have core beliefs about mm. what you believe and who you believe is supposed to align with you and you're not supposed to be sacrificing yourself um so i don't call you know, when people say oh when you get in a relationship you start sacrificing parts of yourself i don't call it sacrifice or compromise i call it growth because in reality i'm not supposed to be sacrificing something for people because i wasn't put on this earth for that person i'm supposed to be growing like I would, maybe would they say, oh yeah, you know what? I don't really go out with the boys no more because my girl says I can't do that or she doesn't like that. Or I would say, you know what? I don't go out with the boys no more because you know what? It's better for me to be at home than for me to be among temptation. Completely different wordage. And the way that the man says it also changes the way that he will see his relationship and how people also treat him as well. Mm. Because then they start to think that she's the one that changed him. When in reality, he will believe that he's the one who could change himself for the better. So this is a lot of like, well, I, that's how I've been able to kind of change my relationship. And this is, this doesn't just leak into my relationships. This has gone into my friendships, the way I treat acquaintances, the way I treat family, the same level of thing. And then you just, life just gets a lot easier. Like you, there's less that people, go, yeah, go on. Yeah, go on. Sorry, finish. finish there's just less people letting you down um, and more of you just being, being able to adapt to whatever's going on. Yeah. Because that, that goes back to <clears throat> what I said after we heard LJ's voice note is about ownership and understanding who has that responsibility for the toxicity in, in the relationship. If it's you, you got to change how you think about it and what you can control, whether it's within yourself. Cause if, if it's you, if you're the one that's being toxic, you have the ability to change it, but you have to acknowledge it in the first place and understand where, where it's coming from. Um, so I think that's important, but I'm going to say one thing. Yeah. We're not ones to like kind of critique too much and tell people what they should be doing. But I'm going to be very honest with this. Yeah. I want everyone to hear this. Be very, very, very mindful of social media and how you perceive what you see on there. Our kind of interaction with the world nowadays generally comes through social media. And what we see on social media is very tunnel vision. Mm, it's it's very specific. So what I'm going to say to our listeners as well is just be very, very, very mindful of what you're absorbing. Don't just take everything as face value because people, as we've talked about as well, social media, there's an intention behind it. There's an agenda behind it. People post things because of what they want to show you and what the, the message they want you to receive. Then you're not seeing the rest of what's going on behind the scenes. So... I think we just need to be very clear about that because every time we're talking about this, it's like, yeah, I think nowadays because of social media, this and yeah, because of social media, that that's just a clip for me. That's just something that's just resonated with me. It's like, bro, every time we seem to have these issues, it's like because people are so hooked into social media, just they're absorbing it in the wrong way. Literally, they just see a snapshot. Yeah, so I think I think that's something we need to make very clear to people. Mm -hmm. Just be very mindful of what you're absorbing on social media. I'm not saying you don't go on it. I'm not saying that at all, but just be very mindful and that's it. Take care of a pinch of thought, man. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the social media part is a big aspect. I guess even like for me, 
I don't, I didn't say, I couldn't say that I learned some really great things on social media while I was going through like a transition of trying to change the way I see relationships. Like that was, a, that was exactly a time I had to literally take on my step away from social media because there's so much influence on there as to what you think is a good relationship, what's a good friendship, what are the key, you know, when they say, hey, people say, oh, what are you looking for in a relationship? And people are saying, yeah, they got a whole list. They got about 20, 20 items on there. I'm like, well, damn, like, what, what do you think you're supposed to bring to a relationship? I just bring me. I just bring me. I'm like, you know what? Cool. Cool. All right. That's cool. So yeah, um, that's a really key part. I think again, for listeners is that, yeah, don't, when you're trying to try, like transform yourself or you're trying to figure out why your previous relationships haven't worked well or where you're supposed to head with your life, do not look at social media for the answers. Try to find ways that you can look within yourself. I'm telling you that we, you, we have everything inside of ourselves to know what you're supposed to do next. And I always call social media like the, who's watched, um, this is really random, who's watched Monsters, Inc.? you know that you know what the end when they had all those doors to choose and they didn't know which which door to choose at the end right yeah they had so they had loads of different choices i believe that when we were younger when it wasn't social media um god basically leaves open doors for us right doors that we're supposed to take ones that are for us and our opportunities the social media is a lot like the Monsters Inc. It shows you all these open doors for other people, and we always think that we can walk through them when they're not for us. The way that your social media, your life is supposed to be shaped, the type of partner you'll be with, the location you'll be at, the job that you're going to do, the way you make your money, the way you'll be successful. All these open doors, we watch all of these people's open doors. So when you're trying to figure out which door is yours, how do you know? You don't, do you? That's a very good question. So the, what do you do if you, need, if you have too many choices? That was inspiration. Oh, we had some wow. gems in this for one. <laughs> so for that, I just say like, like when you're finding your partner, people think, oh, but I've got to stay on social media so I can stay connected with people, right? Trust me, whatever's for you will come to you and whatever isn't for you will always probably be a hard lesson. <laughs> so yeah, that's, yeah, that's my best part of that. Right. So guys, we're at the part of the podcast we are taking questions from the audience and we will answer them ourselves we haven't seen them yet so it's gonna be a surprise so uh get ready okay so first one is are you currently in a toxic relationship and how do you identify toxic traits I'm not currently in a toxic relationship and how do I um, identify toxic traits um, when I'm not being myself anymore that's that's the best way for me to say I would say no but I think there is a level of Again, when we're looking at the threshold of things, I think there's de definitely moments where there's been levels of toxicity within the relationship. I don't mean anything severe or anything extreme, but when we're looking at it from an unconscious, an unconscious way of not being intentional with how you treat the other person, whether it's when we go back to expectations, I expect you to do this, I expect you to do that, I want you to do this. That's a level of toxicity. So I definitely think I've had that level within my relationship. Um, how do I identify that? 
I guess it's how you how you respond to it, how you how you feel when it happens. How you ha- again when we're talking about our emotions and how we control it, and when we feel a level of change within ourselves. Once you feel well, at this present time, I'm not happy with how things are going. That's that's an identification of okay, clearly something is bringing you down. And I think that's how you kind of identify it when those things start happening, and you just don't feel yourself. I think that's how you identify it. Everyone else is quiet, yeah. boy. <laughs> um, I would definitely say no. Um, I'm not in a toxic relationship. Um, but I will agree with Craig when I know that I'm not being myself through and through. That's when I just have to really reflect and just look at, at it from a bigger scale and just ask some quest- some future questions. Is this going to be it for me? Is this going to be our everyday pattern? Are we resolving things healthily? Um, are you carrying resentment? Because sometimes, you know, it gets a little bit clouded. Yeah, for me, um, I don't think I'm, I'm currently in a toxic relationship. I know that previously I have been. I know that for a fact. But, and I think... Um, the science is like early science for for me anyway is control issues. I feel like um little things like going through your partner's phone when you're sleeping and like little things like that could like bring up some real real toxic habits and eventually could lead in destruction of the relationship and if it, the relationship continues then it just adds a lot more toxicity to your life and it just brings everything down around you kind of thing. And and the reason why I say control issues is because we're entitled to have control of ourselves, entitled to make our own decisions. And who am I to say, who am I to say that um, a person should do exactly what I say to make me happy? It's not fair on them to do that. Do you get what I'm saying? They have their own life to live. They have their own, their own things to reflect on. So it's yeah, that's my personal opinion to be honest. Touching on that, <laughs> jealousy. Some people don't see jealousy as a big toxic, hey, red flag. Um, going through your phone and being obsessive, um, checking their every move, making sure they come back at the same time, and make sure they behave in a particular way or saying certain things. Well, this is definitely when you're very. Some people might call it love. And it's a very like dangerous game to be playing with when you're super jealous and you're very, very, very involved. Again, back to that key word that you said, Simon, um, severe. When you know it's starting to be severe and if you had to stop and tell your friend what you're doing, are you looking crazy? <laughs> it's got, and, and that's that reflection part that you really have to start kicking in because, um, yeah, when you're in that game... Again, like I said, it gets cloudy really quickly and you don't even know when you're you're doing these certain traits. Um, but going through the phone, I know it's definitely a popular one. I've done it myself. And um, I know. Just, <laughs> don't judge. We don't judge. That's crazy. I've actually, never, I've actually never done that. Yeah, I've never done which that. Is a, which is... I've had it done to me still. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's heat, it's heat. Fam, you didn't use the face lock, bro. 
You didn't use the face. No, <laughs> 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 but it's a mad thing when they want the face, the, the face ID as well. Oh, so, it's, it's a whole different. It's a whole different. That's interesting, actually. That's what I've imagined, though. That's an interesting topic. Like, how would you like if they said, "Oh, can I have my face, um, like ID in there as well?" What would your argument as to why not to and why they should? So why they should is probably so... I don't even know what excuse they can use. In case, in case my phone doesn't work. Uh, yeah, no, that's a joke. Yeah, to be fair. But I don't know, man. I think that there's, they, shouldn't have, they shouldn't have access to your phone like that. Obviously, your phone is your personal phone. It's got personal messages on there. Even though you're in a relationship, you're still entitled mm. to some sort of privacy. Yeah. Do you understand? And... If you don't have that privacy, maybe you might feel like, uh, well, from, I'm talking for me personally. Yeah. If I don't have that personal privacy, I feel like I'm being violated. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm entitled to have my own phone. If, if they wanted to call you, they'll call your phone. Do you get yeah. what I mean? You don't have to go through my phone to see what people are saying to me. So a level of trust as well, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You know the thing is, what would the excuse be that doesn't relate to anything to do with jealousy? Because how, who spends time, says that in my life, in my days, I spend about a couple hours checking my partner's phone just to make sure it's all okay. Yeah. Like there's some PA. Yeah, it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting as well, so, actually. So it's an interesting one. I don't yeah. know how that would even go down and be like, yeah, it's cool. And the thing is, there's, there's not even like... There's not even a like a time frame on when toxicity can kick in in a relationship. Sometimes it's from the get go, because people can be jealous Tell from them. the get go. It's not like to say, okay, mm. well, we, everything was happy go jolly at first, and then suddenly things changed and they became toxic. You may not even realize it, but they was toxic from the start. When they was checking up on you every five seconds or saying, "Can I look in your phone and stuff?" That's all toxicity. You just didn't recognize it. And that's why it's good that we had that question because it's like, how do we recognize those traits? What are those things that we need to kind of red flag to be like, this ain't right. This is, you shouldn't be going through my phone. Why are you going through my phone? Don't make no sense. Yeah. Crazy like, oh. that's actually That's actually such a mad one because obviously I know different relationships will work in different ways. Um, like for, I think like, I'm pretty sure my partner knows my password <clears throat> now, but again, it would only be a thing if like maybe I'm on the, in the car I'm saying change the song or something. It's something so simple, not as a, not as a, as a like a checkup. As, hey, as ammunition to use against. Here's your, here's your weekly checkup. Yeah. Let me check how what's the DM saying. <laughs> I think that is that seems toxic. Yeah, but. it's interesting because even yeah. if I think about it on the flip end, like obviously in this topic, we actually it's a, it's about us questioning ourselves as well. It's not just about us kind of badgering people and saying this we was in a toxic relationship. This that this person was. We gotta look about look at what we're doing and acknowledge what is toxic. I'm I'll ask the question because I don't think it is. Um, and again, what LJ was saying about the level of severity as well. But I think that when you're in a relationship, there has to be a level of communication. So it's not like to say, "Oh, where are you? What are you doing?" Blah blah blah. But I personally think, and this is what I've done in my current relationship as well, is okay. If you're going out, just let me know where you're going. Or at least let me know what time you're coming back. So if anything happens, I know where you are. Or if, if like, say, for example, I've said this, okay, um, what time are you coming back home? If you're coming home at 10, cool. If you don't come back at 10 and it ends up being 12.30, I'm going to start getting concerned because you told me you was coming back at 10. So at least with, there's a level of communication to say, okay, I'm coming back at 10. If I don't come back by 10, I'll, I'll just text you and say, look, I'm running a little bit late. I know I told you I'll be back at 10, but blah 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 so there's a level of communication rather than me checking up on you or being concerned because 
something could have happened i'm just like just let me know where you're going or what time you're going to be back home so that i don't have to be worried about what what's going on that's what i've done so let let me know if that's good or bad no okay so this part is where intention comes in because my first relationships they could they could come back home or go back to their home whenever they felt like it like whatever time unless it was like it was booty calls time it was date time and then they're late then obviously i'm gonna say where you are because <laughs> man's probably like a bamboo stick right now but you know <laughs> what the, the main but the main Hi. thing is the main thing is the part where there's my like my, my, my current relationship one of the key parts was when you start to have an intention for a long term, like this is your partner, or let's say you're, it's about to be your family member, is a weird thing to say, but that's what they are going to become if they're going to be your wife, for example, or husband, um, is that how do you treat them versus your parents? But let's say, I don't know, your mum was out or whatever, or she, had to, she went to work and she was, she was two hours later than she would be, you would have, you'd be like, Rob, mum, where you been? Like, I'm, I was worried. But when it's your partner, depending on their level of intention for them, like, are they just this, they're just uh, the booty call, or are they actually somebody that you're going to see as your wife, who technically you want to see in the next few years, you're going to have a level of care. So I find that I didn't find the, that level of care until later on. Some things, obviously, when it reaches like in the AM, like 6 AM, and they still, they still didn't message, I'm like, bro, what happened? But then like for me now, maybe I'll be up a little bit later when they said they're going to be home or they're on their way home and I'll stay up kind of thing. I used to, they used to say, oh, just tell me when you're on your way home. I look at the phone, you're on your way home. Cool, great. I don't wait until they get home. I just, okay, cool, go sleep. But now I'll be waiting like, let me just wait a little bit longer. All right, you're home. Cool. So it's different. I can sense that in myself that I'm different. And I think I learned it when I started to compare it to maybe my parents or maybe my cousins that I would wait for them to be home at a certain time. This is the level of care you have. In that sense, so that's my part. So for what I what you're saying, no, I don't disagree. Especially that you live with your partner as well. Because I don't live with my partners. But let's say like it's like three a.m. and you just wake up and you're like, raw. They still ain't here. <laughs> now there's two parts of you. What's your reaction inside of you? Is it is it worry or is it suspicion? No, it's definitely not suspicion. It's definitely no, not no, suspicion. no, not for you. Yeah. But I'm just, that's always yeah, something yeah, for yeah, you, yeah, everyone yeah. to think yeah. about. Is it worry or suspicion? Yeah. If it's suspicion, like, hey, it might be something in you. Yeah, yeah that's, check. that's true. That's true. That's a, that's a good point as well. Actually, that's yeah, a good that's point. Nice. Is what your what your reaction is to that? My reaction is concern. It's where what's yeah what's that, you, yeah exactly. Okay? From time yeah. you've told me, okay, you're gonna be home at ten, and it's like eleven thirty. That like it's not like to say, oh, you just went to the shop, or you. You got but you ended up in a conversation for 20 minutes like it's a good hour and a half after you said you're going to be home so now i'm like okay Sam, i'm not gonna lie to you yeah Sam, you brought it you brought it forward a little bit yeah well, you, yeah you did before it was like 10 late then you said 12. it depends on where they went though if it's like uh, if they just went past 10. okay no 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 but, if it, no, 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 but there's, there's, there's obviously variables to it in it so obviously if they've just gone half an hour away like they it shouldn't take that long to get back home Whereas, as opposed to if they went to Manchester for the evening or something like, it's a whole different thing. They could have missed a train like or based off, based off of my yeah, math, but you should have really been home. That's it. Like <laughs> based off my math, if you missed the train, you should have got the next train, which was at twelve. So therefore, you should be home by. <laughs> Like, you know what I'm saying and all it takes <laughs> yeah. is a text to just be like you know what I just missed the train so I'm going to be late that's, like, and that's, that's it, all it you takes know, because you know some people just be on their social media kick, kick all day and then they just drop one text saying yo and that was me I'm going to this is this was me so there's, there'll be times like maybe I've gone to one of my boys so when I first started going to relationship, I used to go to my boys when I'm saying with my boys it's like around the corner or whatever so they know I'm probably going to be there for hours maybe coming home at 4 or 5 a.m. whatever because you're bannering whatever but then I maybe left at 8 p.m. Then it's 4 a.m. and they're like, are you okay? I said, 
But you know I was at my place, so walk on. Like, I don't like what's up? Do you, get, do you, get, do you feel like getting agitated when they are? So now I don't. So this is the this is the key part because I was thinking, well, what if it was my parents that maybe were home when I said I was gonna be home like later on, but maybe I would just drop them the quick text, yeah, yeah, I'm a bit later than I would I was usually. Or let's say it was your actually your wife that you lived with and you remember they're just home on their own. So then there's a level of like and then also you have to think about this. How many times did you check your phone or show something that was banter? How quick is a text? That's the key part, you know. Hundred mm. percent. You would, you true. would go I'm through whole, how much saved, saved Instagram things just to find that one thing to laugh about. That's my yeah. argument, boy. There's and no then you could have just, you could have just scrolled down and said, mm. "Me, okay, you know." Yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. Exactly. No excuse. Do you know? For me, this is gonna bring up um, ego. Um, it's taken me a while to get to where you guys are at with this one, because if I was dating. Let's say a girl called Sarah, and she turns up and she asks me, "What time you getting back?" Hoy, automatically, I'll be like, "Is this girl dumb?" <laughs> oh my days! <laughs> and that's the, that's the reaction from most guys. That's wrong, this is my that's reaction. Wrong, I would be like, "Bro, listen, don't ask me that question. <laughs> I'm gonna be very straight to you." I'm not God. I don't know. I'm a social butterfly. I don't know what time I want to come back home. Don't ask me that question. Oh, I'm going to be very real with you. However, when it goes into intention, so when I personally found that I found the one, I started practicing good habits and started not trying to practice for when I do cross the line or saying, oh yeah, this is marriage. And this is how I want it to be. But in the beginning, the ego would proper kick. That would have been an argument for me, 100%. I'd have just been like, fam, you're not mum. You're, you're not nan. There you go. That's the, that's the thing. That's the thing I don't know where you're getting this confidence. But <laughs> maybe, like, I would probably be like, do you know what? This relationship Ooh. isn't long enough for you to be asking me this wow. kind of question. If you trust me, I'm going to start thinking, does she think I'm doing something? <laughs> I will start asking different types of questions from that. So my ego will definitely kick in. But again, now being older, I see why dropping a text is very important. He said, um, intention. Uh, he, what would he like to be when he's in the future? That's how I work. So mine was like, actually, well, would I be cool with leaving my wife at home for six hours or eight hours with no message, no, no quick texts or not even, not even asking for a phone call, just, yo, I'm okay. That's when I was like, all right. And then people are like, well, no, everyone says it with their chest. Oh, of course I wouldn't do that when I'm like, when I'm living with them and my wife and say, well, when are you going to change it? Yeah. Is it going to be now or is it going to be later? Because later is, later is basically now, basically. So yeah, that, it, that's, that's my part for that. Cool, cool. All right, one more question, one more question. So, um, how do you leave a toxic relationship that you're in, particularly if you don't recognize that it's toxic while you're in it? How do you leave a toxic relationship? Oh, Craig just slapped his head, boy. <laughs> um, it'll be kind of hard to, if you don't recognize it's toxic. Exactly. Well, imagine if all your friends are telling you, that's not right. It's toxic. You're not meant to be. It's not meant to be like this. But then, but then I wouldn't go on what other people no, are telling if you're, me. Right, but if you're not happy, if you know in your, because you can identify that you're in a toxic relationship because you're not fully happy. Yeah. But you, but you said they didn't know. 
Yeah, they didn't so, know. They don't. They don't acknowledge that it's a toxic relationship. They're just not fully happy. So it's self awareness. It's literally self awareness. And then you know what? I used to have debates with people. Well, not even debates. I used to give people advice. I feel in a relationship. What's this? What's this? Like, yeah, I feel terrible. And, blah, blah, blah. and they said, but I can't leave. I say, cool. So there's two options I give you. And I always say that human beings make two choices. They either um, grow through pain or through joy. And what do we choose most? Usually pain. So what I said is, if you want to change and to grow for the better, I advise while you're still sane, leave. Like if you feel that it's not right for you, then you leave. However, if you keep saying to yourself, you make excuses after excuse after excuses as to why you don't want to leave, despite your list of wrongs is way heavier than your rights, mm. then I say, go deeper. Give it everything you have. And sooner or later, it will be either it will, it will, um, it will break and, and things will change and it will go better, possibly. Or it will get so bad and so uncomfortable, you have no choice but to leave. So that's the two. And this is only if it's something that's more emotional. If it's more of an abusive side, me, I'm saying we outie. Like I don't, the abusive side to me, I think there's, that's not a good, a good thing. But actually emotional and abusive, it shouldn't be, a, there shouldn't be an excuse to it, to be honest with you, because actually both of them are just as bad as each other mm. in reality. But yeah, that's my part. Either you leave, because when you've recognized it, like you have all the excuses and you just keep making more excuses, you leave while you're still sane. And if you're not sane, give everything you have. And then... Something is gonna. Something is basically gonna have to break. The camel's back is gonna have to break sooner or later. I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw a spanner in the works, yeah. Because oh. I think we've <clears throat> we've naturally identified a toxic relationship as being with a partner. But can you not have a toxic relationship with a family member? And if that's the case, how do you leave that? Definitely. Oh, that's a great one. Really, well, Nothing you can leave from a distance. Yeah, you can love them from afar. While I remember this, this part, this part. If this is a great part that people don't consider, especially black people, if you can't identify, there's a relationship that you can't fix, neither be family, friend, or even marriage, find a third party who is professional in it, like a counselor. Now, people don't want to do this, but actually, when somebody else from the outside is going to give you, like, show you what your relationship is or what you're doing in it, that can really shift things for you because perspective is everything. 100. Why do you think black people don't really go for outside help? Are we all, so I'm not talking that's about our business outside this house. <laughs> that's a, that's that's a whole topic. But sure, that's what they say. We don't talk about our business outside this house. Basically. That's how we're proper yeah, trained to just keep everything. Like we're trained that way. We're trained that way. Yeah. Mad. So, guys, thank you very much for listening to us and thank you, the guests, for sharing your thoughts and your, your inner inner workings as well. Um, once again, the platform isn't just about us talking to you. Um, we want to want you to get involved, ask questions, continue the conversation with us, open up to us about your views and experiences. Um, and if you, of course, if you enjoy this podcast, please like, share, and remember to follow us to stay up to date with all our new content and events. Thank you for listening. And I really hope you all have a great evening, morning, or afternoon. And enjoy yourself. Yeah.